Welcome, travelers. We are coming to you from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and San Antonio, Texas. This is season one, episode six. I'm joined today with a leader in the travel industry, trip advisor of Reach for the Magic Destinations, Amy Shabelsky. What are we going to discuss today on the podcast, Amy? All-inclusive resorts. Sounds good to me. This is Travel Happens, a podcast all about enhancing your vacation. Do you want to make your trip go smoother, easier, and more special? Keep listening. I am your host, Destination Douglas. Think of me as Maureen Sedai, Tyrion Lannister, Gandalf, Mr. Miyagi, and Yoda all rolled into one. I'm your guide when it comes to cruises. Joining me today is Amy. She's a leader in the travel industry, specializing in all types of families. We both are travel advisors with Reach for the Magic Destinations. Let's face it, you don't want it to occur, but travel happens. We are there to supply advice, guidance, aid, and be your advocate through all the potholes and pitfalls to your destination. Time for the news and uh, a big, big national news item is what's going on with uh, the battle between the the two men who have really significant egos. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida versus Bob Chapek, uh, the head of Disney. And um, I'm going to do my best just to present facts and not really get into politics because I don't know what your Thanksgiving dinner is like. (laughs) But anytime politics comes up at Thanksgiving, it's a mess with my family. Yes. (laughs) So um, I'm going to try to avoid that. So basically, Walt, for the past 55 years, Walt Disney World has been treated like its own separate city. They developed this city, Reedy Creek, um, to help be able to do whatever it is that they felt they needed to do. So if they wanted to build a hotel, they ask, you know, Disney just has to ask Disney. <laughs> uh Let's can we build a hotel? And Disney, of course, says yes, and off they go. So uh, uh, Ron DeSantis uh, um, is now asking them to dissolve Reedy Creek. So now Disney, if they want to do any projects, they would have to ask the government of. Either the 
county or the state uh, for permission to do whatever they want to do. And um, right, like the, the past year, um, $163 million in taxes went to this Reedy Creek uh, Corporation. I don't know, I forget. It's a, it's a long, I just shorten it to Reedy Creek. And it's a whole long word. Uh, I forget what the long word is. But um, they would get tax dollars and then um, do what they need to do. On top of that, they have a debt. They've got a like a $1 billion debt uh, that they're dealing with. So if, they, if Reedy Creek gets dissolved, that means guess who has to pick up the tab? It, it's going to be the residents that surround Walt Disney World. So there's two uh, counties that are involved. You've got Orange County and Osceola County. And uh, some estimates have been that people's property taxes will get increased by 25%. In addition to the fact that we all, everybody across the globe, never mind this nation, uh, are dealing with inflation. You know, you go to the supermarket and you're looking at the, the price of every food item. It's gone up significantly. Um, people's, uh, the, like if they go to the gas tank, you know, gas has gone up. And then on top of that, you're talking about a 25% increase in property taxes. That's big. That's, that's huge. Yeah. So do you have any thoughts on this issue? Not many. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> not too versed on it right now, but uh, I guess I've been watching it in the news a little bit here and there. And yeah, there it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, according to DeSantis, he's claiming, oh, no, you know, the, the taxpayer won't have to pay. Disney will have to pay. I'm like, I... You better be sure about that because I right. don't know. Right. And I mean, yeah. if you think about like the repairs to the roads and, you know, just yes. the infrastructure that Disney does themselves, exactly bringing that to Florida, that would be a lot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, there's potholes in the road and they need to get fixed. How quickly are those potholes going to be fixed? if the surrounding counties have to take up the slack. Uh, like for example, Reedy Creek has its own fire department. Mm -hmm. And so with the dissolution of Reedy Creek, I'm assuming that means that the fire department gets dissolved as well. And you ha they have to rely on the fire departments of the surrounding counties. And I don't know how well that's gonna work out. Or and how responsive that is. And I don't know if vacationers are going to be too thrilled with having things, you know, take so much longer. Right. You know? Okay, so that's what I know about it in terms of Disney news. I do have 
Epic Universe news. Oh. Yeah. There's been significant activity around the new park, uh, Epic Universe. Up until now, we've only seen activity around the Super Nintendo World area of the park. Mm -hmm. And the artist's rendering of the park depicts a wheel and spoke design popularized by Disneyland in 1955. So funny how something that worked out so well back then, it's still going strong today. (laughs) Um, Now, there is activity establishing the foundation of the other lands. Also, activity has been seen at the central hub and bio-reconstruct on Twitter shows aerial photographs of Epic Universe. So if you go on there, you can um, check out all the photos that I've been seeing. So that's B as in boy, I-O-R-E-C as in cat, O-N as in Nancy, S-T-R-U-C-T, bio-reconstruct on Twitter. And um, you'll you'll be able to see all the excavation work and retaining walls that have been established at the center of the park or its hub. And um, fueling rumors, Universal has patented a new piece of technology to be used on a new carousel attraction. The patent is titled, quote, Carousel Ride Systems and Methods, unquote. And it describes a new type of lift system allowing for ease of entry and exit to the attraction. It also seems to indicate that the vehicles of the carousel will move up and down independently. So like, while you're going up, I'm going down type of a thing. Um, Basically right now, the park looks like a lot of dirt is being moved around. (laughs) That's Uh, a start. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, kind of exciting that you know there's a number of areas of this park that have started and um universal has been official in stating that the park will open at the latest summer of 2025 so i'm hoping it you know that'll be true to form especially when they use the words at the latest Right. You know what I mean? I, in my heart of hearts, I'm hoping, oh, well, if at the latest, maybe it'll happen even sooner. I don't think so. Because stuff, when it comes to supply chain issues, that's always an issue we've been hearing in the past year, that supply chain issues are a problem. And um, I don't see an end to that anytime soon. So. I think probably summer of 2025 is probably when we'll see this park opening up. That's exciting. And at least they, you know, who knows? You're right. Maybe it'll be early summer, late, late spring, but they built that cushion in there. So that's. Yes, exactly. And uh, you just mentioned um, a good point. They just say summer of 2025. We don't know. Is it early summer? Does that mean it's going to be June? Or is it going to be late summer? Like um, school has August started. August 31st. <laughs> right. In different parts of the country, um, around where I live, uh, it doesn't happen until um, like after Labor Day. Right. But I know like, you know, in the Midwest, you'll 
start in the middle of August. So we'll see what happens. Um, Also with Universal, Universal Studios Hollywood debuts the first four electric trams in its fleet of 21 studio tour trams. And that's its, um, what's the right word? I should have thought of this before. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not stumbling around. But it's their big, big attraction at Universal Studios Hollywood is the studio tram tour. And full conversion of the 21 trams from diesel hydraulic engines to electric will help reduce carbon emissions as well as improve the guest experience by reducing noise associated with the diesel hydraulic engine. And um, it's official. Super Nintendo World, the innovative, immersive, and highly anticipated themed land will open at Universal Studios Hollywood in 2023 and will be the first Super Nintendo World to debut in the United States. So the folks over in California will get Super Nintendo World first, and then Florida will see it once Epic Universe opens up. And now, news is for the cruises. With three ships in the water by this summer, I'm delighted to announce that the fourth lady ship, Brilliant Lady, will be officially joining the Virgin Voyages fleet. Brilliance, meaning luminance, exceptional talent, and intelligence was purposefully chosen. While Brilliant Lady's name is a seafaring nod to the shimmering seven seas, it goes far beyond the vivid incandescent glow of the sea and the inevitable post-vacation glow that they set out to give you. Their Brilliant Lady represents the smart and boundary-pushing minds of women around the world, women unafraid of their own intelligence and unafraid to boldly own it. The inspirational power of being not only aware of your intelligence, but deeply proud and vocal about it. Uh, When it comes to Royal Caribbean, the next new Royal Caribbean International cruise ship is heading to North America in 2023. Set for a fall delivery, the icon of the seas will be sailing in the Caribbean, according to Michael Bailey, Royal Caribbean International's president and CEO. First in a new class of LNG-powered cruise ships, the icon of the seas is currently under construction at the Meyer Turku shipyard in Finland. That's which is surprising for me. I'm more acquainted with Italian shipyards and French shipyards. For me, uh, a Finland shipyard is something new. But um, the liquid uh, gas-powered cruise ships is not. I know uh, Carnival's uh, Mardi Gras uh, had that kind of power. Um, Royal Caribbean International has also added Bridgetown as a new home port with the grandeur of the seas, offering a program of Southern Caribbean cruises departing from the Barbadian port for the past winter. Royal Caribbean International is strengthening its ties with Barbados through a new strategic partnership with country authorities. According to Michael Bailey, 
Royal Caribbean International's president and CEO, the recruitment initiative will include not only typical hotel style positions, but also entertainment roles, including musicians, choreographers, dancers, and more. The operation is returning for the 2022-2023 season, but with a different ship, the Rhapsody of the Seas. And then Princess, while three additional ships, Island Princess, Royal Princess, and Crown Princess are set to return by mid-May, the entire Princess Cruises fleet will resume service by September. And Holland America, citing continued uncertainty around access to ports in Asia, Holland America Line will reposition Westerdam to Australia and New Zealand in the fall and cancel planned Asia voyages during that time, according to a press statement. And I actually know someone who was uh, on one of those voyages that were that was canceled. Uh, planning to go to Asia, but not anymore. But then um, going to Australia and New Zealand is on my bucket list. That, I think a trip to New Zealand, it, New Zealand just looks so incredibly beautiful that I it's really high up there on my list. I would love to go to either one of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cruise, the whole cruise industry as a whole, the cruise uh, industry's restart is continuing to move forward in May as 347 cruise ships are expected to sail according to the May edition of the Cruise Ships and Service Report by Cruise Industry News. Of the 347 ships set to cruise in April, they represent some 82 cruise brands and just over 550,000 berths. And that's the news that I have. This is Travel Happens with Amy Shabilsky and Destination Douglas, travel advisors with Reach for the Magic Destinations. Before we get to our main topic, I would like to ask our listeners to help us out. If you'd like to support our little podcast, share on your favorite social media, your favorite Travel Happens episode. We need your help to grow this show to keep it going. If you tag me in the social media post about this podcast, I will mention you on a future podcast. All of my personal social media handles can be found in the show notes. All right, let's talk about all-inclusive vacations. Douglas, what do you think of when you hear about an all-inclusive? Um, well, I've never been to one. So no. no, no. So all of mine is uh, ideas is pure conjecture, really, since <laughs> I've never right. been. Um, but I just think it's a time to uh, relax and take it easy and just decompress. Like I'm just going to be on that lounger by the pool drinking my pin pina colada and. I'm having a grand old time. 
So it's kind of the opposite of how I vacation, really. <laughs> like if when I'm on a cruise, I'm go, go, go. When I'm at Disney World, I'm a commando. At an all-inclusive, I feel my impression is that the pace is much slower. I think it varies from person to person, really. It's whatever you want to do. I used to think of it a lot like a cruise without being on the water. Um, and my family took our first all-inclusive trip this in December. So um, I would say my thoughts were similar to yours. I just wanted to go, and that was what my plan, just to relax by the pool and do whatever, whatever happens. <laughs> so um, I'm going to start with first, what is an all, what is an all-inclusive? Um, it does vary a little bit, but for the, um, for the time being and like what I'm going to kind of focus on, it will be um, typically a resort stay. Um, it will include that resort stay, your food, drink, entertainment, um, water sports, gratuity, and transportation from the main airport to and from the resort. Of course, there are things you can add on such as private transfers, excursions in the local area, airfare. So you can add on a few things, um, but for the most part, the majority of the vacation is gonna be all together. Um, the all-inclusive travel is what I think of like a one-stop vacation. Like I said, um, Everything's included once you arrive at the resort. There's really no need to leave unless you have um, an excursion in the local area or culture that you want to check out. Um, no reason to really leave until you head back to the airport. Um, I'm going to break down some of the benefits. Um, first, I'll start with what everybody dreads the most, and that would be the pricing. Um, you know, when you go on vacation, if you're just paying for your hotel and your ticket separately, that's what you're focusing on for that time. But when you get a pricing for an all-inclusive, it's including your resort, your tickets, your food, your drinks, all of it. So everything, everything. So it <laughs> does, when you first get that sticker price, it sometimes people are like, whoa. Um, but you have to keep in mind what that does all include, everything we've talked about so far. Um, and keep in mind that once that's paid, you're going to have it paid before you leave home, which is nice knowing that, you know, the only thing you really have to buy is a souvenirs if you want any. Um, like I touched on a little bit, the pricing includes the resort, transportation, food, entertainment, water sports, um, and a little bit of sticker shock. Um, I think once people sit down and really think about it and, and break it down, it does um, come down to eventually end up saving you money. Um, for my family, like I said, I, it's my husband, myself, and two young adults. And so even if we go to, say, Disney, you know, a dinner meal is easily going to cost us $200. I mean, and that's probably on the conservative side, depending on where we're eating. And so if you figure that for a whole week, um, and that's just one meal at the all-inclusives, your breakfast, lunch, dinner, and food throughout the day, snacks, anything you want from the time you wake up until the time you go to bed. If you wake up in the middle of the night, you can go get a snack. You know, that's all included in there. So you no need to really bring extra cash, walk around with cash. You can stop at the bar and get a drink um, without have needing any of that, which is really nice. We also have all-inclusives. There are some that are family, um, 
families and kids can go to, but then there's also some that are adult only. So I know, you know, obviously I and my son was under 18, so we went to um, beaches. Um, there's also sandals for the same resort, but the family um, resort did include, obviously we didn't need it, but it had childcare. There were characters at Beaches and Sandals that is um, Sesame Street characters. And then there's childcare camps. Um, that's all included. And so if you're, you know, going with young kids and you and your spouse want to go out on the water or go on a, you know, a snorkeling excursion, you don't have to bring, your, you know, you, you want to do that, but your baby's too little. There's things you can do for that. Or, you know what I mean? Like to someone is there to take care of your child if, if you want to have a night out. Um, I, saying that, I was a little concerned with Sesame Street characters and my kids being young adults. I was thinking they were going to be all over. But um, at the beaches, we did Ocho's Rio, Ocho Rios, and it was completely separate. There was only probably one or two times that we did see the characters, and that was during a parade that walked through the resort or um, a show that was going on. And so I was I was very happy about that. Um, but then again, you know, um, they, they do have the options of the adults only for if you're 18 or older. Of course, families can still go as long as ever your kids are older. So do you have a preference? I know you don't have kids. So right. um, I know, I'm uh, assuming you don't really want to be around. Like, <laughs> sometimes I just don't want to be around kids either. So uh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, I've got a question for you. Sure. So when you went on your all-inclusive resort stay, Mm -hmm. um, did you happen to do any outings outside of the resort? We did. We did two, um, mostly because I wanted to experience the culture. We went to Jamaica. I didn't want to, I mean, I didn't want to go and not experience Jamaica. I got you. So, um, I'll talk a little bit about what we did a little bit later, but, um, the transportation from the airport to the resort, um, I want to say it was like an hour um, and it was a private bus. It was, and it was just us and one other family, which was really nice. Um, so it wasn't crowded. Um, but just driving through Jamaica was, you know, things my kids usually don't see or, you know, yes, it, it's, you just have to experience it to really understand. But it was, it was pretty, I mean, even just that trip where we weren't learning anything, but just watching out the windows to see the culture and see, you know, the animals on the side of the streets or, you know, it was, it was really cool. Very good. Yeah. So another benefit of all-inclusive resorts is your pricing includes gratuities already. So um, I know on a cruise, you can include that, but yes. you can also pay at the end and have to figure it out. And <laughs> with this all-inclusive, it's included. You don't have to tell them how much it's already all in there. And so that, that was really nice. Um, it's also really convenient, um, because everything is included. Um, you don't need to have anything when you're leaving your room. You don't need to have cash or your card. You don't need your ID. <laughs> everything, you know, is already there. Um, of course, if you're going to go to the gift shop. You probably want to bring your, your credit card or, um, you can also charge to your room. So that's, I think that's, if, if it were up to me, that is something that I would um, go for because it means that everything will be uh, 
all grouped all together. I don't have mm-hmm. to be concerned about where various charges are going to be coming from. So if yeah. it's all packaged all together, that the least amount of grief, the better for me. Right. And you don't have to get that bill when you get back home and be like, well, well I'm, <laughs> I, I might have to get that bill, but as long <laughs> as it's just one bill, I'll right. be okay. That's, that's true too. Yeah. Yes. Um, And with the convenience, you don't have to plan your days. Um, The resorts have um, things planned usually early afternoon until 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night at one main stage. For us, it was right by the pool, which is I'm assuming where normally it would be because that's where people hang out is by the pool. And there was a stage. Um, They had games. They had, you know, dance parties. They had local um, cultural type of things um, and people come in and dancers and um, so that I mean it's all right there you can choose to participate or you can just go to the beach you can lounge in your chair you can you know do whatever you'd like during that time but there's something always to do if you want something to do and on ours they had a big board that had all the daytime or all the events for the day they had a kids board and then they had an adult board, or, you know, a general board. So you could see what's going on in the kids clubs as well. So if you dropped your kid off in the morning, you knew, you know, at 10 o'clock they were baking cookies or, you know, the characters were there or whatever was, was the case. So um, I really when, did not anticipate that when I was envisioning an all-inclusive resort that they would import entertainment into the resort for you. So I think that's really cool, especially if you want to get some authenticity about the Jamaican culture. Right. I think that's really helpful that that is taking place. Yeah. And that way you don't have to leave. Like it really, you don't have to leave. You're still experiencing that. And one night of the week, um, they also have like um, one of the buffets is just Jamaican. So they bring, you know, Jamaican cuisine. Um, They also have an international day. um, So it's obviously different kinds of food, but, um, and then that same night they have um, vendors from, from in the town come in and bring their, their goods. So they had um, sugar cane, they had, you know, the um, carvings, they had so many different things that you could get in the local area. Um, with the time, I think it's a lot of time saving as well. If you're trying to plan a trip, um, since the all inclusive resorts have everything bundled into one, again, you're not piecing everything together. So that keeps, you know, I think the stress levels down because you can go do whatever you'd like. I just had a question and I better ask yeah. it before I forget it because I will <laughs> forget it. Um, so Earlier, you were talking how I could have the airfare packaged into the whole resort stay. Mm-hmm. Who is doing the airfare? Is it the the all-inclusive resort have some kind of relationship with the airlines? Or how is that handled? They do. They okay. do. We, we ended up booking our separately. Um, I don't know why, but I just did. <laughs> I, no, but, I get it because that would be my initial inclination is 
it, it's because I have the tendency towards being a control freak. So I yes. think if I'm booking my own <laughs> airfare, that I've got more control over that. And I just prefer that. I but, understand that feeling. Yeah. But something I have learned, like uh, with a lot of these <clears throat> cruise lines uh, offer airfare to be included as part of your package. Mm -hmm. And actually, as it turns out, they have developed these relationships that make the airfare super competitive. Yes. So, you, and um, for example, one of my big things is you really need to have your arrival at your cruise port early. You need to be there at least one day before your cruise is supposed to depart. And so you can arrange that. You can tell, for example, Royal Caribbean, hey, I want to arrive uh, a whole day ahead or two days ahead, and they'll arrange your flights based upon that preference. So that uh, helps me out with my control freaky nature. <laughs> <laughs> Understand. And, yeah. And so my, um, my personal opinion is it's actually better to go through the cruise line uh, if I'm traveling a great distance. Like if I'm going to Greece or if I'm going to Japan or if I'm going to New Zealand, like we were talking about earlier, yeah. I'm definitely booking it through the cruise line as opposed to trying to do it myself. But I'll let you get back to that. No, you're good. I think the reason we didn't is because my daughter was graduating college. And so my son and I were flying back to, from there. We all flew together down to Jamaica. But when we were flying yeah. back, my husband was flying back to Orlando with her and my son and I flew back to San Antonio. So yeah. <laughs> I think too many moving pieces there. But yeah, yeah, I did just book a, um, a Hawaiian vacation um, at an all-inclusive and I did book the airfare with that one. And so it it was definitely I, I because I've never um, really compared them. I did check out the prices and they were cheaper. Um, so I do believe they do have some kind of agreement or relationship, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm going to just talk about a little bit about the beaches Ochoa's Rios that we stayed at. Um, there were so many things that were included um, with the beaches. Um, not only the resort, we had a, we stayed in a, um, it was a, really had a bedroom area and then a living area where you, you know, the beds, two queen beds were up at the top and you took a, step, a couple steps down onto like the living area. So that was really nice. And then we had a large patio and our patio actually balcony overlooked the pool and the, the um, entertainment stage. And so some nights we didn't have to be down where everybody else was. If we didn't really care, you know, we could listen to music from our patio or from the um, balcony right outside our room. So that was really awesome. Um, with this, that we've talked about the food and the drinks all being included. Um, there's 21 gourmet dining options at the resorts. You do receive your, you know, can have three meals if you wanted, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, plus the snacks and desserts anytime you wanted. Um, there's 15 bars, including swim-up bars. 
Um, they stock your rooms with premium liquors, um, beer, soda. Um, that was all included. I've got a question. Yes. Um, when they're doing that stocking of mm -hmm. uh, beverages, do they ask you what kinds of beverages are you interested in? They do. Um, we had um, we had a concierge room, and okay. so they gave us a list of what we could choose from. Um, that so, like if you had a I don't want to say regular, but you know a non concierge room, um, bottles of liquor were not included. Okay. You would get beer and wine, uh -huh. but you didn't get the bottles of rum or you know other items that they could bring in. Right. Okay. Yeah, so yes, yeah, so you did get to choose, and of course they had juice and soda, water. Yeah. Um, if you don't want the alcohol, which is fine. Oh, I uh, thought of another question. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, but is the juice at your uh, resort room, is it fresh squeezed or is it like... Um, they were canned. Canned, yeah. Yeah, it was canned. Okay. Because I've had clients where... That was like an issue. Like, oh. oh, oh, big time. Like the orange <laughs> juice must be fresh squeezed. squeezed. <laughs> I'm like, okay, if you're willing to pay for a room that gives that as a one of its benefits. Is that, a, is that an option? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it totally can be. Oh, yeah. Wow. I, I guess I've never, I'm not a huge juice drinker, maybe. Right. I don't know. I, I'm I like... personally am not that picky. You know, right. I'll, I'll drink whatever you give me. Right. But I do acknowledge the fact that fresh squeezed orange juice is better than the it's can of delicious. orange juice. Yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> right. But I, I'm not picky where I won't touch the stuff. Whereas right. I had a client, will not touch it. Don't even show it to me. Don't stock it. I don't want anything to do with it. So... That was just a question that came to mind. Oh, no worries. I'm, I'm <laughs> not sure how they would stock your room with that, really. I feel like it would spill. Well, I, <laughs> well, would be my case. <laughs> well the, I, I would the think that what they'd have to do is they would have to come to your room every day with your beverages. Right. You know? They could stock it with bottled water. That would right. get stocked, but if you wanted fresh squeezed juice, they would have to cut. They, yeah, they. Well, it would be like on on your little yeah nine a.m. preference sheet, juice. and they would <laughs> come in. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Maybe it was. I guess I I didn't ask that question, but it um, wasn't important <laughs> to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but next time I'm going to ask though, because I do <laughs> enjoy fresh squeezed orange yeah. juice, like from you know Whole Foods. I'd like to go get that. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. So the food, obviously, um, and they had anything you could think of. They had an Italian restaurant, seafood, a steak restaurant, um, and you could rotate to them each night. You could try them all out. If you had a favorite, you could go back. If you wanted more of something, you know, they'd bring you your regular plate and then they could bring you another plate if you wanted. So it's a great way to try different things that you normally wouldn't too, like, expand your palate and, you know, try some, um, something different. Um, the entertainment, um, they did have the, um, 
live entertainment um, starting right before noon, usually every day. They had games, bingo. Um, throughout the day and night, they had live shows. Um, at the pool one day, they had a um, filled it with bubbles. And so the whole pool was bubbles. That was kind of fun. <laughs> Um, and then the water activities that are included, um, we, my son and husband and myself could go scuba diving. As long as you're certified, you can go and it's included. They have all the air tanks, the scuba equipment, you could snorkel that was included, um, glass bottom boats. Um, and then just for your personal, they had hobby cats, paddle boards, kayaks, um, unlimited land sports They had basketball courts, tennis courts, um, a water park. And then if you had older kids, they did have a teen club as well. And then for those who exercise during vacation, they have the fitness center and they also had classes going on. So you could, you know, get that in there if you'd like. Um, let's see. What do you think the biggest benefit for you would be in an all-inclusive resort? Probably the alcohol. <laughs> that was definitely a good, yes. I, bonus. I, yeah, I like my beverages to be strong. strong. So <laughs> I like a hefty amount of alcohol in my beverages. So, and that gets to be pricey. It does I, get to be it, pricey. It You're right. <laughs> and uh, like, if you've ever been to Miami, the price, I, I don't even, now with inflation, I don't know how much those drinks cost. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Like even at Disney, I'm thinking it's like $15 for a drink and you're like, okay, I'll have one tonight. <laughs> like, but yeah, but you know, when you can swim up to the pool, pool bar or walk across to the restaurant and get up. Yeah, it was, I agree. That's definitely, you know, a lot of times people don't think about that part. You know, yes, you think about food, but when you can, adults can drink whatever they want and it's, right. it's there, so for sure. Um, again, for me, I, again, I think it was a lot of the time saving and having everything just bundled up in that little package. And, you know, if my, my daughter and I just wanted to lay by the pool all day, we could do that while my son and husband went scuba diving or they went to explore. Oh, I did mention we were going to talk about what we did. Um, our excursions, we did, we did two. One was a local shopping trip, which I probably would not do again. It was. Um, not what I was expecting, but probably what you should expect if you think of shopping in Jamaica. So just a lot of little, um, I don't want to say huts, but kind of little huts side by side by side. And everybody wants you to come and everybody's got the same thing. So sure. I, I was not envisioning that. And, uh, you know, and then we also did um, the uh, Dunn River Waterfalls. Mm, I've heard of was, that amazing and we we packaged that um into they had um a snorkeling so we took a catamaran from from our resort um so we took the catamaran we went scuba diving and then we did the the um the waterfall and then on the way back they had a jamaican punch party which Sweet. is all that you think about <laughs> in jamaica <laughs> so um you know it had a little bit of everything for us and um gave us the culture they had had I known they were have little vendors there at the beach I probably wouldn't have done the first trip but that's all right it was we learned 
Right. Travel happens. Yes. And so like with all inclusives, I think, you know, having everything packaged in that neat bow, um, making the payment, not having to worry about money when you're there. It's definitely a great way to go for a lot of families or, or single people too. Yeah. That's what I got for all inclusives right now. Okay, we are back and we've got a new segment for you and it is called We're Obsessed. So uh, we're going to talk about things uh, that we are just going nutso about at the moment in our lives, whether it's um, some horrible news item or something you uh, want to rant or rave about. So what are you, uh, what's going on in your neck of the woods there, Amy? Other than we finally had rain for the first time in a very long time, and I'm my house is now on an island, I feel like I'm surrounded <laughs> by puddles here in Texas. <laughs> um, my life has been consumed with my sons. Uh, he's a senior, so it's the end of baseball season, graduation's right around the corner, so just baseball games and graduation preparation. <laughs> Lots. How, many, how many more weeks of school does he have left? about uh about a month about uh, a month graduates the 20th it's almost of, here yeah i know i know so this next month i'm probably going to be a basket case but it's all right <laughs> it's all right <laughs> oh my goodness yes now yeah. are you planning a graduation party uh yes i believe so <laughs> <laughs> so we are a military family. So you really should <laughs> grapple with that at this point. Probably not. <laughs> but we did it for my daughter, so we have to do it for him. You know, yeah. like so yeah, we are a military family. Um our my parents will be coming down to Texas for the graduation. And you know, so where we, are your parents? They're in Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Most of our families in Wisconsin. So I got you. Um so we Probably we'll do something small here with friends and then in the summer sometime head up to Wisconsin for a family graduation party. So, yeah, I have to add that in there somewhere. (laughs) uh, You know, I just think, great, that means more cake. (laughs) (laughs) I do enjoy that too, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Well, lately I have uh, been obsessed with the HBO series, The Gilded Age. And um, that the the whole, they just aired the whole first season. So if you just want something new to binge, <laughs> I really recommend you binge The Gilded Age. Um, and for a number of reasons. First off, you had the, it was uh, being filmed during the height of the pandemic. So you had, uh, New York was all closed down. None of the theaters were open, but they started filming. So the cast of this show is just filled to the brim with the best theater actors. You're t- it's just oh. like 
it's just filled with people who have won Tony after Tony after Tony award. It's crazy. So um, one of the leads is Christine Baranski, who is really known to most of the public because she's been on a number of TV shows. But a big portion of her resume is from the theater. And along with her scene partner, Cynthia Nixon, who's known for her TV work, but I saw her on stage in a production of The Women. So she's got a very big theater resume there. There's also Danae Benton, Audra McDonald, who has won the most Tony Awards for a woman. She has six Tony Awards, one Grammy, one Emmy. Somebody give that woman uh, a movie so she can get the whole EGOT going. Right. Um, Donna Murphy, who won a Tony for Fosca. You probably know her best um, as the voice of uh, Mother uh, Guthel. And uh, Kelly O'Hara, who won a Tony in The King and, King and I. Uh, I saw her in Light in the Piazza. Uh, Katie Finneran, I saw her in Promises Promises, which she won a Tony for. Deborah Monk, uh, I saw her in Curtains. I don't know if she won a Tony. She was nominated. I don't know if she won. I'd have to look that up. Claiborne Elder, uh, I just saw him in January in a, The Revival of Company, and he's in oh. it. Uh, Michael Severus, I saw him in uh, at Ravinia, where he did excerpts of uh, Sweeney Todd. And then uh, I also saw him in Assassins, Douglas Sills. I saw him in War Paint, Patrick Page. I didn't see him in Hades Town, but he played Hades in Hades Town. Uh, and then I saw Celia Keenan Bolger. She's in the show uh, in her Tony Award winning To Kill uh, a Mockingbird. So, yeah, great, great wow. cast. Um, and it's, the show is led by the guy who brought us all Downton Abbey, Julian Fellows. So the guy behind that created this. Um, one thing that is different is in Downton Abbey, you didn't get too much of this, um, it was more like upstairs, downstairs, where you had the differences between the people who uh, owned the property versus all the servants. This one, you get a good portion of that, but you also get this friction that occurs between the people who have old, old money and come from old families and that, the, and uh, the people who made lots of money and are filthy rich and probably more rich than the people with the old money right. and has this, this division between the two. And then what I also like about it is everything in the series revolves around this transactional behavior that everybody exhibits. Like no one does anything just to be nice on this show. <laughs> um, it's what, you know, if I do this thing for you, what do I get out of it? What I, what do I get? Um, everybody, it it doesn't matter who you are. That's that. This is how it works. Um, and then 
on top of that is just the crazy nature of the set design. Some of it is CGI. Some of it is practical props. Some of it um, is actual um, settings that you'll see if you visit New York City or uh, Newport, Rhode Island. And then the just incredible costuming. I, I uh, was listening to this podcast earlier that discussed the. Sh it was insane the um, amount of costumes that they had to develop for not only the principal cast but all the extras on top of mm -hmm. that because, you know, people need to look like they're from 1880, not <laughs> uh, 2022. <laughs> right. So yeah, it just I uh, I love the show. I the thing one of the things that I like about it is just like a turn of a head or a nod or a flick of a fan means <laughs> so much in this show as opposed to actually saying something. You know, all it takes is an actor to raise their eyebrow, and you know that means something. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's what I was obsessed about. Ooh, I will have to watch that one. Yeah, I really recommend it. Um, and uh, afterwards, I listened to this podcast and I realized how much I missed in my initial <laughs> viewing. And now I feel like I got to go you back. Got to rewatch it. Rewatch it. <laughs> exactly. All right. So that is everything that I am obsessed with. How long has that binge watching for? It's nine episodes. Nine episodes. Okay. <laughs> so I'm guessing like the each episode is about under an hour. Okay. So or maybe easily you can do it through a weekend, through a rainy weekend. That'd be perfect to do. I, I would give yourself, you know, if you're going to do some binge watching, I would say give yourself a week. Okay. You know, take it easy. Like, don't go, you know, yeah. You'll miss yeah, a we're lot. We're all leave, leading busy lives. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I say, you know, take it easy and do what you gotta do. And just give yourself the whole the whole week to, to watch all nine episodes. All but right. hey, listen, if you're one of those type of people who will be up until two in the morning because <laughs> you just got to find out, what is she going to get married? Is she not going to get married? <laughs> like, what's going to happen? Then, you, yeah, probably uh, you might be able to do it in a whole weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I may be that person. Thank you so much, Amy, for talking all about all-inclusive travel. If you would like to reach either of us, just go to the Travel Happens website at podpage.com forward slash travel happens. We are both travel advisors with Reach for the Magic Destinations. If you would like help with Virgin Voyages, Norwegian Cruise Line, Celebrity Cruises, Royal Caribbean Cruise Line, Princess Cruises, Sojourn, Holland America Line, MSC Cruises, Canard Line, or AMA Waterways, you can reach out to me. For land lovers, I can help you with Universal Parks and Resorts. My contact information is in the show notes. If you would like help with Disney products 
or universal parks and resorts, or all, as we've talked about today, all-inclusive resorts, Amy's contact information is in the show notes as well. Thank you, dear listener, for spending time with us. Next episode, Amy Krauss will be joining me when I discuss what kind of animal is a river cruise, because an ocean cruise is like a cat. So if an ocean cruise is like a cat, what kind of animal is a river cruise? Reach for the magic. Reach for the adventure.